0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Basketball is back, and BetOnline remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. You'll find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online, And as your continued source for all your sports wagering information, BetOnline features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports and events, whether that's NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, or even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code BELIEVE to receive your rewards. That's B-L-E-A-V to receive your rewards. BetOnline, where the game starts. Believe in the Arizona Cardinals. It is the Arizona Cardinals-centric, specific show where we talk about the Arizona Cardinals here in the Phoenix metropolitan area. I am one of your hosts. I am Javon J. Love Adams. And with me, as always, is the man who played not only professional baseball, but he also played in the National Football League and was on that first Atlanta Falcons Super Bowl-bound team. He is none other than Ed Easy Smith. What is good, my brother?
1: What up, though, J. Countdown on the regular season. I thought we were going to get us a freebie this week with the bye week, you know, maybe some little extra time to follow these players around away from the field. But they said, if we're not going to be on the field, there's no such thing as hard knocks this week. So like, we'll have to wait and see what happens, you know, post bye week uh moving forward
0: here. Indeed. So we do this thing twice a week, typically on uh, when you hear us on Monday, that is when we are giving that reaction to the most recent game. And then on Thursdays, as you hear this, we are, especially because of the hard knocks in season, we're, we're reacting. We're giving our opinions based upon that hard knocks in season episode or looking ahead to the most end, looking ahead to the most recent or the upcoming, I should say uh, opponent this week, the Cardinals, uh, they, they, they're playing, well, they had their, their, what is it, their bye week. And then yeah. also they are playing on Monday night against the, against the uh, New England Patriots. And they're coming here to, uh, to State Farm Stadium. And so it's going to be a little bit of a different kind of routine for us this week as we go through that. Same thing when we did, when they played on Monday night, a couple of weeks back uh, when yeah. they went to, when they went to Mexico City. So a little bit of a different show this week. And I want to get into a little bit more. I'll,
1: I'll do my best to stay up Monday night so we can get it in. Remember last time I fell asleep on you after that Mexico City debacle.
0: I well, I'll be uh, <laughs> yeah. We we may be getting it. It might get into your inbox. I might change my my Monday around. We'll still get it to you on 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 Tuesday. Matter of fact, but uh, I'll change my little schedule around a little bit because. I'll be there at the game, so articulate. Uh, oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, there you yeah. Go. That's how. Yeah, that's how we do it. So, um, <laughs> so what I want to get into is a little bit more topical. I want to look at what the, some of the things that have happened within the uh, the the NFC West and your thoughts on that. Some injuries and maybe some. Uh, maybe an, I don't know a possible opportunity question mark for the Arizona Cardinals. But before we get to that, I wanted to get your thoughts on a topic, more of a macro level topic, uh, because you've been in those locker rooms. Of course, you've been in the uh, what do they the what do they call it for for baseball? They call it the clubhouse. Oh, yeah. the, club, club the Clubhouse out, yeah. and the and the locker rooms. Because of some of the comments most recently from former Arizona Cardinal Patrick Peterson in regards to Kyler Murray. So we'll start with how it relates to Kyler Murray. And we've talked about this on, you know, from time to time on our radio show, Easy Sports Talk, that's every Saturday here in the Phoenix metropolitan area on 1060 AM. But I wanted to see to to really kind of get into this a little bit more. So, having said that, the Kyler Murray has was the topic of uh, Patrick Peterson has his has his podcast, and so they were they talked about, of course, some of the the struggles for the Arizona Cardinals. Again, it's easy to talk about it because they're in hard knocks in season, and if you talk about and, and plus Patrick Peterson loves to uh, to take any opportunity to get back at the organization or to really share his comments or thoughts, and they're never positive thoughts there always based upon some of the the negative things that that he sees going on there. But having said that, he said essentially that Kyler Murray is really only about Kyler Murray. And I want to start with that and then kind of go some other places with it. But Kyler Murray being only about Kyler Murray, he's selfish. He's only focused on himself. And I'm I'm paraphrasing a lot of that. And Kyler Murray recently uh, responded to that those comments by in in the media this week by saying, Hey, I'm, you know, I can't, I'm, I'm fine with who I am and your thoughts on Patrick Peterson saying that about Kyler Murray and later some of Kyler Murray's teammates came to his defense, but it also almost seemed as if it was a delayed response. I'm just curious about your, your reaction to the comments and maybe the response or maybe lack of response from his teammates.
1: Well, you know, with Patrick Peterson, you know, I always because he's got serious, bitter beer face, man. After he left here, uh, his circumstances never, toward the end, didn't think I, he was treated with the utmost respect, especially, right. you know, at one point, he was a face of the organization, and he's not holding anything back at this point in time. So it's almost like you have to take it with a grain of salt when you're talking about, you know, PP. He pretty much, um, you know, organization to him is, he, they're dead to him. And he's going to take his shots. It's almost like being in a relationship, brother. You know, we, we, we all have a couple in our past that, thank God, they are not in control of, you know, like if we were ever in a situation where they had the opportunity to push the button on us or, you know, flip the switch. Right. Man, you know, and we, you know, we were, both of us, were respectful young men. But, you know, there's one or two that. You know, you wish... Man, I wish I could apologize. Right, right. That did not end good. So you have to take it with a grain of salt when it comes to to Patrick Peterson. But I will say this much, Jay. He is... He's preaching from an experience with a Kyler Murray. Mm -hmm. And everybody's entitled to their opinion. Uh, I have seen... A lot of people, you know, it's one thing, it's almost like pile on Kyler Murray season right now. We talked about this the other or last week on our show, on the radio show with Russell Wilson. It's like a lot of people want to see you fail when you've kind of been on, or at least perceived to be on top of the mountain, yes. uh, you know, your entire life or career and, you know, and, and you kind of build up this kind of aura about yourself. People like to see it when it's the aura is kind of scratched away a little bit. Right. And with Kyler Murray, you know, he's, he has not ingratiated himself to a whole lot of people on his rise up the ladder. So Mm -hmm. a lot of people out there, you know, especially former, some former teammates um, are not, they're taking their shots because he's really kind of scuffling through it right now. And what's interesting to me is, you know, you bring up some of his teammates have finally come out to, you know, kind of back him. Bruh, he's had a whole. He's taken a whole lot of bullets over the last, you know, let's say eight months. You know, we're talking about uh, off-season scrubbing of social media and finally signing the contract, and then the clause in the contract. He's taking a lot of heat, right. and I have not seen a whole bunch of people, team former and current teammates, like rushing to the f- front to like look, that's my dude. You know. I'm ride or die with him, and he, you know, he he is that dude. I, you know,
0: I will I, say I have I have heard some of his teammates say that he is supremely talented. They talk about his his skill level, so I will say that for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will say that.
1: That there's and here's the thing, Jay. You and I have talked about it. It's one thing to have a great skill set and be a master on the field. We're talking about your character. We're talking about people that okay. will ride or die with you. You know, I've told you my experiences with. Certain quarterbacks, or just people in general. I'll tell you straight up, Jay, you are one of my ride or dies. Right I on. mean, yes, sir. If something was to happen, like you know, somebody was to open up mouth up about you, my fist would automatically ball up yeah. because it's go time. You know, because me and you are are like that. You're my yeah. brother. You're not just my partner on radio and stuff like that. Right. And that goes for former teammates I've had. Uh, you know, people in my life. You know, there are so, there's a small circle, but there are some ride or die dudes, and I'm not getting the impression if he does have a few, they're very cautious with their words in terms of coming out to back him or giving us examples of his leadership and stuff like that. Mm. You know, it's one thing you mentioned how a couple guys have come out it's like, okay, well, the the follow-up question, I love Dan Patrick because Dan Patrick is good about getting, like, he'll ask you a question, but that's the, he's just scratching the surface because he's got a follow-up. Yes. So um, my follow-up would be, you know okay, give us some examples of this great dude that you're talking about you know how um then you then now you got to go into detail you mm-hmm. know and i'm I'm not sure if there's a lot of guys that are there with him you know through thick or thin and, you okay. know, here's, got here's something go here's ahead. something
0: throwing it out there go ahead. the COVID season didn't he invite people to texas to to practice with him to 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 do some of those off season workouts are those examples? Are those too far, far and few in between? I'm just, I'm just throwing stuff out there, just oh. trying to figure out because again, you, and I know I'm mixing, am mixing sports here, and I'm not saying he's at this Hall of Fame level when I use this example. So you probably know where I'm going. Is yeah. with Kobe. So Kobe, oftentimes people would say Kobe was a competitor, it and it's, it's not what you say. Sometimes it's what you're not saying. But they, they wouldn't say that he was necessarily the best teammate, <laughs> but they say oh, yeah, he was yeah. a competitor. You know Kobe's gonna let you know he's gonna let you have it. Okay, but is he the is he a great teammate? Well oh, he's a great competitor. <laughs> and they'll just reiterate uh, it again. I'll,
1: I'll throw this out at you, and that is a great example. Kobe like he was a lot of people will tell you he was an ass. I mean yeah. that was, and that was just his nature because they all call him the black mama for no reason at all. And they'll I say the same thing of, about
0: Jordan too. They say a lot of that about stuff about Jordan, Jordan too, yeah.
1: And I've had my experiences with Jordan. I played with against him in the minor leagues, and I got to know him not just on the field as a competitor, but away from the field a little bit too. Yeah. And I can guarantee you, there's some dudes, Steve Kerr and above, a bunch of them, that if they had a chance to, you know, to give MJ a little bit of it back, you know, you know, punch him across the the, the, the nose, they would. <laughs> right. But I, the one thing with Kobe, with MJ, you can run down the list, a lot of them. No matter how much you love them or hate them, Jay, you have respect for him too, though. Okay. I don't know if a lot of dudes, a lot of dudes are looking at Kyler like, one, he walks around with his ass on his shoulders. He does have this great athletic ability, but would you want to go out and have a beer with this dude or, you know, invite him over to to hang out? or? Do, and I'm not saying everybody needs that, but at the same time, You know, you want people to somewhat like you. And if they don't like you, at least respect you. I don't know if a lot of people respect Kyler Murray because, like I said, he walks around with his ass on his shoulders so much that it's like his poopoo don't stink, bro. And after a while, people get tired of that. And I think Mm. that's the biggest thing. People, and that's why a lot of people are taking shots at him now, because we're finding out that his dude who stinks just as much as everybody else's. Mm. He still just has not realized that. His persona is, Everybody else, you need to step your game up. You need to be woke. You know, you need to come, you know, because I'm doing everything I need to be doing. I just need everybody to get on board this shit, and I'm not getting it. And you and you and you and you, you're all just, you know, you're dragging me down, bro. And at this point in time, Kyler should be as, I mean – when you finally realize, you know, maybe I'm not as good as I think I am, or maybe I need to work a little harder or I need to listen to my coach a little more, uh, uh, just simple sentences like, hey, Cliff, you know what, man, I'm, I'm, I am I've really learned a lesson this year, and I've realized I need to work harder. I need to be a better teammate to my teammates, to, to bring them along so we can all make it. There's a whole lot of things that he could say to a whole lot of people, and I'm not hearing or seeing any contrition in his Mm. life right now. He's still running around like everybody else needs to wake up and and get on board. And it's like a lot of people are looking like, Kyle, do you realize how bad a season you are having? Not Mm. just us as a team. You know, there are things that you can improve on too. Mm -hmm. You know, and I'm just Mm. still waiting for that. And like I said, until he does, man, they're going to continue to pile on him.
0: So I, I heard, gosh, who was it? I, I forget who, who it was. I think I was listening to the serious XM and somebody mentioned that gave a suggestion as opposed, instead of, instead of him being um him, him bristling at, at the comments from Patrick Peterson, but maybe looking and saying, going to maybe his teammates and saying, Hey, is there any truth to this? Do you feel, does anybody feel like this? And if anybody says yes, the, instead of again being bristling at it and, and being and being very maybe confrontational or or denying it, saying what can I do to be a better leader? What can I do to be a better teammate? So that way you're taking accountability because there's count, there's enough accountability to go there's enough blame or there's enough opportunities for additional accountability to go around in the locker room, coaching staff, all the, all those things, even going up to, to upper management, but to then and then take those steps to implement those changes so that his teammates can see it's not just about how, what I do on the field or what I'm not doing on the field, but what am I doing leading up to the preparation, the preparation and all those other things.
1: You know, one of the things that we talked about Jay, as we were preparing for the season, obviously went through the whole, uh, you know, contract issue clauses, this, that, and the other, and we were getting ready to start the season. Uh, And then once he signed that contract, one of our big questions was, okay, Now the expectations rise on you because now, you know, you got all this money, you pouted, you, you know, you got your way. Then it was, okay, how are you going to now live up to this? And if you don't live up to it, what are your, like, what's like going to be your next steps in taking some of these arrows and bullets that are going to be fired your way. Mm -hmm. And quite honestly, he showed me exactly what I anticipated to this point. Like I said, he's, never been questioned. He's always been the best on the field. He's, you know, all these accolades and this and that and the other and the applause. And all of a sudden now, everybody is, you know, like looking at him like, okay, bro, we know you got talent, but one, you're not utilizing it on the field and you're also not, you're a horrible leader. And I have not seen anything in terms of, you know, him pointing the finger at himself. Remember I said, the question will be, when all of a sudden now, no, the cheers start to go away, and all of a sudden a little bit of the, uh, you know, um, um, I guess what's the, the word criticism I'm for? and the criticism. How are you going to react? The good ones, you know, or the great ones, I should say, say they take that and as fuel. It's like I'm gonna get better from this. You know, I mean, he has pretty much just been non, you know, committal in terms of even saying, you know, yeah, there are a ton of things I need to work on. I need to work on being a better this. I need to, he is still, you know, in his eyes. And here's the, you and I joke about all the time that Dave Chappelle's skit, when Dave had that camera, he had the self, you know, portrait of yourself, you know, he's looking in the mirror, he's ripped and shredded. And he looks like, you know, just the baddest dude on the planet. Right. Meanwhile, you know, we all know that's not that, you know, when you look in the mirror, you have to be very critical of yourself. Here's the the thing, Jay. In my professional career, there were times when I knew I was putting in nothing but work. And regardless of what the outcome was, I was like, you know what? I can't blame myself for not working hard enough. You know, I I know what I've done and put in. Even when I got released a time or two, it was like, you know, what can you do sometimes? There were times, though, Jay, when try to take a shortcut or something like that, just maybe not study as much or this or that, and you don't get the right outcome. I would, there were times when I would have to step back And, like, point the finger at myself say, you know what, you only have yourself to blame Hmm. for how this, you know, and that's not just in sports, that's in professional life and everything, right? Right, right. And I don't think, I don't think Kyler thinks anything is his fault. And part of it, you know, whoever's handling him, whether it's his parents, his dad, his uh, marketing team, whatever it is, somebody at some point, Cliff Kingsbury being on that list, has got to sit this young man down. And have that conversation with him to let him know, Kyle, you are great as athletically. But there are so many things that we can, we, meaning because mm. I'm going to help you, mm. we can improve on to get you to that next level. There are people that are walking around that organization, brother, that are scared to even have that conversation with him because of his persona. And, you know, he's basically a powder keg waiting to blow if you say the wrong thing to him. That's just setting him, he, he's set up for it, nothing but continued um, failure at this point if somebody does not sit him down and have some of these conversations with him.
0: So let me ask this, believe in the Arizona Cardinals. So kind of the same kind of issue. So now the transfer to to transition a little bit away from Kyler, the locker room, the clubhouse, whatever, whatever that area is, isn't that supposed to be sacred? So what goes on in here is supposed to stay in here. Even if you feel salty about the previous organization you was with, you should keep your mouth shut because it's because let, let everybody else figure it out on their own. But as for me in my house, as they say, the, the saying goes, we will serve the Lord. As for me in my locker room, we will keep our mouth shut and let everybody else figure it out on their own. Is it was shouldn't that be more sacred? Absolutely. You are
1: here's the thing though, Jay. And you we talk about this all the time. Sports is just like Real world and business, and you know, and the thing is, when you have a great organization, I'm talking about a great business, you know, Fortune 500. When you have a great business, it's run just like you're mentioning. When somebody has a problem, what do they do? You know what? I have a manager or somebody that I can go talk to because I don't want this to fester. So, what do they do? Hey, Bill, you know, hey, can we sit down for a minute? They have that personal conversation. Hey, I'm glad you brought that to my attention. Let's sit down and figure out. Let's if we have to bring the team together, or if there's some individual changes we need to make, we can do that. But let's do that. The bad ones, what do you get? You get the dude is pissed off, and he's pissed off, and somebody else is pissed off. So what do they do? They go out and have a drink that night, voice all their displeasure about everything. <laughs> can't stand the, from the secretary to the the their boss to the CEO and everybody. Can't stand them. And then the next, you know, somebody else find, in the in the organization finds about it, and then. Outside organizations start finding out. I've been in rooms before, and with our competitors, and you're like, you know, because, you you know, we're all sometimes work in different industries, but we yeah. know other people. So you're like, hey, I'm going to go out and have lunch with, you know, whoever. You know, he works with Sutton. But like, next thing you know, we're sitting, and I get a beer or two in, and all of a sudden, man, you know, how things going over there? Man, this organization sucks. Hmm. You know, I can't stand it. They can't do this right, this, right then what do you do? You get that information and you go back, <laughs> you know, you're like, Hey, we might be able to get some, you know, the yeah. same thing happens in sports in the locker room. You got dudes that are sitting right next to each other in locker rooms, And sometimes it get they start a little back and forth. Next, you know, there's a little group next, you know, God forbid, a reporter comes around they get the wind of this. Yeah. And then it all becomes public news, but in the good and great organization, like I said, your tight end, like your position coach, will, hey, what's going on, man? You're not yourself, you know. Let's, you know, you got something you want to talk about? Yeah, coach, you know, and you voice it. And it might be your playing time. It might be the way you're such, such as some other person is, you know, kind of uh, interacting with you, or you know, you're just getting a bad feeling from somebody's not handling their bit. But you know, you get that stuff squashed. And yeah. but like I said, it's the same thing as being in the real world. The sports is the real world. And then yeah. you see examples of it just like
0: that. Indeed, yeah, interesting, interesting. So, so again, this might be a slightly shorter uh, episode of here. Believe in the Arizona Cardinals, but I wanted to talk about we got injuries. We got injuries. Everybody has injuries, so <laughs> we, we know we know the Cardinals have been have had their share in terms of especially on the offensive line and some people maybe it's they just weren't prepared. Uh, 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 to to go through the season because of things that mine wasn't right, others just the physical nature of it. But speaking of physical, Jimmy Garoppolo had injured, broke his foot. Uh, not going to be out. They thought it was going to be out for the rest of the season, but seven weeks, seven, maybe eight weeks could be come back for the playoffs right now. The in for the NFC West, the 49ers are in first with eight, they're eight and four. And then we got trailing them behind them. We have the uh, Seattle Seahawks and then behind them, we have the Arizona Cardinals. And then in last we have the, uh, the Los Angeles Rams who picked up Baker Mayfield. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so it, the, the, The injury opens up the door for the Arizona Cardinals, right? I'm being facetious, but but with with the things that are with the a fluid situation as it always is, you're just one always one injury away from your fortunes changing. How do you feel that this impacts the NFC West? And then with that, how do you feel, especially given the 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 unwanted attention that the with this Kyler Murray, Patrick Peterson back and forth. How do you feel that the Arizona Cardinals will end up finishing finishing the season, or more importantly, how will they compete in this Monday night game against the New England Patriots? So first, the division with the injuries, and then how will the Cardinals equip themselves with the with the uh, New England Patriots?
1: Um, how great would it have been, Jay, with you know our expectations at the start of the year, and you know we thought Rams are going to be tough. You know, yeah. 49ers will be in the middle of the mix, but Seattle's going to be on the outside looking in. You look at how things have worked out. If we had just had a mediocre season, we'd still be in the mix in terms of even winning this division, especially when you see Jimmy G go down. Um, at four and eight, I don't hold much hope um, that we can even climb back into the. Uh, wild card race. I think right now, because obviously the top seven teams get in. I think we're sitting at the 12 spot right
0: yeah, now. Yeah, yeah.
1: So a whole lot of things would have to happen for us to even sniff a wild card spot. Um, how we will play will tell me a whole lot about this organization and some of these players. Um, what do you have to play for? You know, is it pride? Mm. Some of these dudes are playing for jobs. Uh, some of these dudes to be honest jay are playing to not get hurt so they can go into their off season and yeah. enjoy it and not have to go through surgeries and this and that and the other thing and what do we say when we say that jay there's gonna be some dudes making some business decisions out there coming yes, up sir. Them.
0: yes sir and
1: that includes our our star quarterback um we're in a different situation there are some teams like we look at the rams they shut stafford down they're like at some point, you know they were bound to do that. Put him on IR. He's done for the year. He's starting now. If they had a back, they go out and they get a Baker Mayfield because they they need things to look at. You know they got Wolford there, and like he's not our future. Let's you know let's take a look, a free look at uh, you know Baker Mayfield. You got other organizations that are making those. Uh, Who's it? Somebody else? Just uh, the Atlanta Falcons. They just put Mariota on the cooler, and they're gonna bring. Uh, uh, uh think yeah, they're
0: they're they're uh they're, yeah, yeah to
1: bring your so this is a tricky one for the Cardinals because you have your franchise quarterback you got a veteran in Colt McCoy you don't need to see anything from Colt McCoy at this point but we might get to a point where our young quarterback he was looking around and was like what are we what am I here playing for other than to get hurt. He might decide to set himself down or the organization might do it, which puts us in a very you know, sticky situation. I'll ask you this, Jay. I'm glad you brought this up. Right now, the Cardinals currently sit with the seventh pick mm. in the draft next year. Yeah. And we, you and I look at, you know, finishing a season from the, we, we look at it from both lenses. Fans, they're like, the heck with this. We got to finish strong. Yes, you sir. Know, Catapult us into the off season, blah, blah. The organization, if something were to happen and all of a sudden we lose a couple more and even slide up a spot or two. Mm-hmm. For them, it looks bad, but it's also good. Because yeah. That means our draft capital is getting better and better. So they're in a tricky spot in terms of, you know, how do we handle this? And I'll be really curious how they handle it moving forward, both players and coaches. I don't
0: you know, they 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 can't they can't start to they can't start to worry about draft position for this reason. It'd be different if this was if they finished strong last season, when I say finished strong, finishing strong, does not always mean winning the ultimate prize? That's what it often means. But if mm-hmm. let's say, if, let's say if they had lost a close game to the, to the, to the Rams, or, or if they got to the, to the next round and, and, you know, and, and then lost a close game and it was competitive is di- the difference, but because of the way that they finished that season, because of, because they started so strong and then just, and just really fizzled out, that left a sour taste in the mouth of people, so you have that that 's one thing well mm-hmm. two things because the way they finished the season and then the way that Kyler Murray played in that in that playoff game right so that 's two the the third thing is when you look at how terrible they 've been at home, not on the road but at yeah. home, so that 's three and then when you have all when you sign these when you sign these deals with these extensions, then there's even more pressure on that right, and so then the way in which they have not perform this season with all that being said. So that is where you get that apathy. So you could have the best, you could get the best draft pick in the world. Well find find a great offensive lineman. I don't know, whatever it is, whatever that position is, but then fans are going to have that wait and see. Let me see you win a couple more of these. Let me see you win a couple of home games before I decide to fork out to 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 reach into as as this uh, podcast that I listen to says, hip pocket national, and be able to then and pay to 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 go to some of these games. So it'll be a wait and see, and that's what you worry about. So that's why I think that they have to finish strong. Jay, everything you said so eloquently as you did is why some
1: organizations are doing. Simple arithmetic, adding and subtracting, all the things that you put into the equation right there. We don't calculus over here, bro, because that's yeah. how difficult and con- consequential and controversial everything might be down the stretch. Mm-hmm. If you're the Houston Texans, right? Yeah, now we're one eight and one or whatever we are. It's a simple, bro. We just went from our Daniel Mills. We put the other dude in there for a couple of weeks. He lost a couple. Now we are buried in that number one spot. And we're just, you know, secretly sitting there like, yes. (laughs) So we got, we're doing, like I said, we're adding two plus two over there. Yeah. Over here with the Cardinals, everything you just mentioned is making it so difficult from the top to uh, Kingsbury. He might get an order to, hey, you need to sit such and such. Or, you know, uh, we're not going to say, we won't be upset with a couple losses, but I mean, and I'm just saying, yeah. you don't think these conversations don't happen. They do. Yeah, they and do. what it does it because at the same time, if you're kind, if you're kind, you're like, man, we can't us on this kind of because yeah. meanwhile, every game you got Bidwell sitting next to you, giving you the stink eye. Right. Yeah. At the same time you're running down the, you know, maybe Bidwell tells you something and you got to go and relay that to Kingsbury. And then it then goes down to the player, man, I'm telling you, this is calculus over on this side where, like I said, somebody's going going to have to make the decisions and somebody's going to have to figure it out. And the fans are the ones in the long run are going to be sitting there scratching their heads because some fans will be like, how did we win that last game when we had the seventh pick and we just dropped back to 13 or 14? And there are some fans that are going to be like, this is BS. We need to be Putting the pedal to the metal, you know, going yeah. to the offseason on a positive note, you know. Woo. So there's going to be some scratching the heads and everything, man.
0: All right. So, so leave me with this. How do you, what do you look at the, the, the Patriots game? Their offense is not, <clears throat> is not hitting on all, they can't get it to curl quite right at all. Um, Given having said that, the Cardinals' defense has played you know well this season. Offense yeah. at times has played well. Special teams at times has done this thing. So it's it's just that they haven't been able to do it on a high level of consistency, right? So if we're looking at that, I mean, Cardinals should win this, right? I mean, they should, right? Question mark. I, I mean,
1: I think the it's even going to a one and a half point spread for New England. I'm thinking <sighs> like, because we played so bad at home. At home, yeah. Obviously at home, you know. And I'm just thinking, oh my God, you can't lose this game, okay? Because this New England team does not, they're not high powered in any stress of the imagination offensively. Yet I will say, I'm looking at the coaching matchup, bro. And mm-hmm. we all know how Belichick is notorious for taking your number one thing and putting, basically making you fight left handed if you're right handed. <laughs> Hopkins might be in for a long day. And then what's our, you know, and I'm, I'm just, this is a coaching matchup, man, that, that might be the deciding factor. You take Belichick and you sick him on Hopkins and they figure out a way to keep Murray quiet. And then where does, where does our offense come? And, you know, maybe they have just enough to, to get us. And how bad would this be? I mean, this, it's already bad, Jay. This is like code red for me, for this team. Yeah. Because I thought I was talking to my son on the way home today. I thought we'd be cruising toward the bad finish, meaning, you know, we're, we played well to this point in the season. That, man, this has been such a bad season already. And you always ask, how much worse can it get? It can get a whole lot worse. It really can. Losing this game will be the the first step, and, you know, it could really get a lot worse. Man, I, I'm going to hold out hope that the Cardinals can string one together at home and get this game. Uh, this might be a Cardinal victory. But you see how I'm not even committal on that. I'm not full committal. If I had to give a score, this would be like a 20 to 19, some funky score like that. Yeah. But I think the Cardinals... So that means it could go either way. But I right. would say hopefully the Cardinals could win this one at home.
0: Man, I, man, I didn't have to give... Make two pay- two payouts, <laughs> two payouts. So just so, so again, before we wrap up, so for those who are listening new, thank you so much. Tell a friend, tell a friend about what we have going on here. For those who know, they they already heard me say this a couple of times. So in the beginning of the season, we made our predictions and I was looking at the, looking at the, the, the schedule and I was, and I said, I thought, I thought that the Cardinals could, could get 10 wins. Ed said, "Oh my gosh, it's crazy!" And even Casual E Eve from uh, Casual Sports Radio Network, and also a member of the Believe Network here, he also, he, he, he you guys are crazy, you crazy, Jay, yeah. crazy. <laughs> so Ed, when we were, so Ed, when we were on our radio show, he said, well, "Come on, put your money where your mouth is, Jay. Yeah, come on, come on, man." <laughs> oh, so I so I the now that the Cardinals have eight losses, now I had to pay up, and so it was an adult beverage, so of his choice. He likes Thank the purple so much, bag sir. drink. So that's yeah. the, you know, the crown royal. And then also his, his son got in on it. He said, well, yeah, and quitting too. So, you know, go ahead and you're going to pay my son. So of course he's not
1: on enough. Brother J made two house calls, but he drank, but he drinks
0: Gatorade. <laughs> so I had to, I had to go over to the house and I tried to do it. I did it on two separate occasions. So I went to Ed's house recently, just a couple of days ago and, um, and so I, I gave him the the four Gatorades, and they said, "Nah, nah, 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 nah. You yeah, got to present we need that the presentation better. Here, bro. You got to you got the presentation." But yeah, so so I already had to pay up, so I'm not confident at all. But uh, on behalf of the one and only Ed Easy Smith, I am Javon. Did you make your
1: prediction? Do you think they'll win this one or no? no what do you think
0: you know okay <laughs> no we are presented- here come out
1: your mouth <laughs> no, no. shut up Shut up! i don't
0: like it i don't like you no more we are presented by <laughs> bet online tell a friend to tell a friend about what we have going on here we do this thing twice a week and um what else was i gonna say uh yeah i think that's about it man yeah, do that stuff and as we always say around this time are uh, you can Do
1: so we see you again be easy out there